So this episode is a fucking mess because I like had recorded some segments and then I like kept fucking accidentally like hitting stop recording. And so um, there's just all these random segments and then it's like, well, there's only two after this one. But the one, the initial intro segment, I accidentally deleted it. So then uh, it's just a mess. But please just uh, listen to it and stick uh, stick with it. It's fine. You know, I mean... This show's a mess anyway, so if you're listening to this shit anyway, like, you're probably into chaos and into um, disorder. And so, I deliver on that promise of disorder, if anything, if not anything else. Well, um, originally in the intro, I had this tangent on socialism, but you know what? I'm not even going to get into it because I feel like I've talked about that before, and... uh, it's just kind of like, eh, you know, I'm just lazy. And the lazier I get, this is like very real. Like, you know, like very, this is very, 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 very real. Like people, how you treat people is a reflection of how you treat yourself. And so um, as I'm like slipping into like laziness and like, you know, December, just like basically like December, like especially in Portland. I mean, actually it's quite sunny out right now. Um I sh- if I were healthy, I would go for a walk. Maybe I will go for a walk. But, like, you know, it's been harder to do things. And so then that makes me feel like, oh, you know, like, I don't want a socialism where anybody can just be lazy and, like, be rewarded for it because I don't feel like I deserve to have, you know, my bases covered when I'm lazy and I need to like really push myself to do anything and so then I feel like everybody needs to push themselves to have anything nobody deserves anything you know and that's so ego um ego 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 that's like the part of you that's like oh you're worthless like you have no inherent worth and 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 wow I said worth so weird right there but like you know um that's so ego and it's like if you were you know you know this is why we need a culture of an um, people basically like reaching for spirituality and, and understanding spirituality. And I mean, on a real, 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 real level, not like the basic bitch Christian bitches, like going to fucking church to gossip type shit. You know, I don't mean that shit. I mean, like I need, we need people to tap into their spiritual selves. And if anything, you know, if COVID has offered us anything good, that might be one thing is like a little bit more, uh, contemplation and a little more uh spiritual inkling you know within people and um because i think that really helps with with understanding kind of like the idea that life is precious and people deserve shit even if they don't do shit and so um you know that's my core value whatever but i'm not gonna lie it's been really hard with like things being being harder being you know i'm i feel like i'm having to work harder it's like costing me more energy to get anything done and I'm just like wow like I'm working so hard like I can't believe people are out here getting handouts you know like I'm I'm, I I see that mindset I see it I see it and I don't you know I I don't I'm not afraid to admit that it's there because you know listen people who have shit figured out they have shit figured out because they know what to avoid, meaning that they meaning they can see it, meaning they can conceptualize it and see it for what it is. Um, so you can't really, you know, you can't really be positive, like authentically a positive person or authentically like 
you know, in a good mindset if you don't know what's bad, if you don't know what's, what's, you know, what to avoid. Um, if you can't even conceptualize it or see it for what it is, then you're very prone to really falling into it, you know? And so that's like the argument against ignorance, the argument against turning a blind eye, whatever, you know, it's like, you should really be able to explore every concept and everything. And then, you know, I mean, not, not like that's possible. That's really a concept, like being able to understand everything, but like the more you understand and the more you, you allow, you lean into the, to the negative things, the more, um, the more equipped you will be to, to deal with the negative things as you move forward in life. And so really, I mean, I'm 22. That's, I'm at a point in my life where I'm really you know, in an exploratory phase and whatever. And it's, it's, I, I'm leaning into that. I really want to be able to understand that. And so, um, when I say that I'm able to understand a person who is, you know, say anti-socialist, anti-whatever, and they're like, oh, you know, you don't want to, you know, I, I really did fuck a guy that said that, that, that was like, oh, um, I don't want to be a social, I'm not a socialist because I mean, I want reason to be a doctor and not a McDonald's worker. And if we lived in socialism, I would not have any reason to be a doctor instead of being a McDonald's worker. Um, he's, he was an, he was a student athlete and I don't think he even, I don't think he even went on to do anything of the sort as far as medical school, but like, Hey, you know, I, I guess, you know, even in our society now, like, is it, is, it, you know, like we are already moving in a place where it's like, um, money is, is bullshit. You know, we all know that, like even people who are uber rich are living quite simple lifestyles. I mean, they have like huge houses or whatever, but you know, it's all about scaling back. Is you know, like, I mean, I think as a, as a, col as a collective, like society, we're starting to get a little bit grossed out by like I don't know, extravagance, you know, like even if it, what as, uh, as soon as like hip hop and like Jay-Z and like Pharrell and like people, you know, like hip hop is totally built on saturation. And as soon as these people are talking about investing and scaling back and being smart with your money and not overspending and all this other stuff, you know, that we're moving into a society that's like, okay, we're starting to get a little zen out and we're starting to understand that, you know, material items are never going to fill any sort of spiritual holes or, you know, like we know that. And so, you know, then you really have to learn about inherent value and inherent worth. So if you're somebody who says, oh, there's no reason for me to become a doctor if um, I'm going to be making the same amount as a McDonald's worker, which will never be true. Like, think about that shit. It will never be true. Like, you know, doctor, you we're, we're, we're not in our lifetime, not in our America, not in our lifetime. People are not going to be you know, sh shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, I, I, I didn't know enough about socialism. I really like was talking to this guy when I was like, not, you know, I had barely thought about, I didn't even know what socialism was, to be honest. Like I was just, you know, I mean, I still don't, I'm still learning, you know? And so it's like, uh, just like, a, I was like, that, that sounds like bullshit to me, but I don't really have anything to say to it. So, okay. But, um, yeah. I think we're starting to learn as a society, like, hey, it's, 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 you know, you can be a happy farmer and you can be a happy rich person, but you know, you, you can't, it can't be 
you know, you can't be thinking superficially. Like if you're a rich person, it has to be, you know, something underneath that. Like, why do you want that? If it's because, you know, you, you came from not having a lot and now you have more and, you know, you feel like it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a symbol of your hard work and it's, you know, whatever, like, okay, cool. Then that you then see you've attached meaning to it. That's not, it's not about purely the paper money, you know, it's not about the number in your bank account. It's because you worked hard for it. And then this is kind of like, um, the representation of that. So that's great. And so it's, it's, you know, you need that. That's, that's the soul. That's the meaning. That's the hard work. That's the, whatever behind it. That's what, that's what it represents. It's not just about, you know, the material item. And I think like when I was, um, a sugar baby, (laughs) I used to be a sugar baby and I was, you know, really young having it like really young with like so much money coming in like money was i was having i had so much fucking money like i was like buying shit for everybody i was doing the most for everybody and it felt so good but it wasn't because of the money and like i never you know i could have afforded designer like stuff and i like ever since i was little i was like oh i want gucci i want louis i want you know but then i had the money and i was like why would i spend five thousand dollars on a bag that's so stupid like i had five thousand dollars to spend on a bag if i wanted to but i just was like why would i do that that's ridiculous you know um so yeah and i found that i was just like so much more fun and so much more gratifying to just like not just to give money away but to like you know share experiences with people and and you know take my friends out and pay for them and you know like shit like that was really fun but then i was like ugh. I don't want to be a sugar baby anymore. And so I, and, and it it felt very uh, fast, you know, like it felt very like I earned it fast. I can lose it fast, you know, and that is true. And so I just was like, okay, I'm ready for something more substantial, something more worthwhile, something more, whatever, you know? Um, Yeah. And, and, and that's about, so the, so then, you know, Money, money is a motive for sure. Money is something that I think about and I want and I like work for and I, you know, I try to manifest it all this other stuff, but it's like not about the money and it's not about being able to buy a lot of stuff. It's about, you know, I think it is a good indicator of hard work, especially in our society, in our economy where you, you know, anybody, I think anybody would agree regardless of your political, whatever, like money is hard to get. Money is not easy to, to get, you know, and if it, is easy to get, then it's really easy to lose, you know? And so for me, like being somebody who's like, you know, I've had a lot of trouble and I've had a lot of, God, it's, it's like taking up a lot of my brain space thinking about it and, and thinking about like my view and like whatever, because I used to be somebody who's like, I don't really care about money. This is when I was a sugar baby. I don't, I was making money. I was like, I really don't care about money. I would pay somebody to like handle my money and I don't want to think about it or whatever. But even then I, that's not true. Is it? Because I was making it, you know, there's like, yeah, sugar baby work is like, it was pretty um, easy. And it like, you know, I, I, it was like due to my looks or whatever and da da but like it was work it was work. It was emotional work. And it was like, you know, and I I could have just, when I was working at Starbucks, I mean, I was making shit, but like, I could have stuck with that, you know? And I like, I had my, my parents, our typical Asian parents, they're like, you just need to go to school and we'll take care of you type shit. Like that was them, you know? And so it's like, I didn't need the money. I did it because I wanted to experience that. And, um, 
now I'm like, I don't really need the money either. I would be perfect. I think I would be perfectly happy like working a bachelor's level like job and having a bachelor bachelor's level income. But it's really about luck too. Like I want to prove, and I've, I've, I've talked to Tommy about this. My boyfriend Tommy, I've said like, I don't want to just prove that I'm hardworking to the world. Like we, we all come into the world, not like, I don't, that's not really the right thing to say. It's like, well, having something to prove, it's just like, you have a calling. You kind of have something that you're, you're kind of destined to do. And for me, it's kind of like, I want to show that I can do things effortlessly and I can do things. And so I guess that's probably the the issue with the planner and not, not wanting to have a planner is like, I, <sighs> let me just be real for a second. Like having a planner is something that I really struggle with. And even after reading this book, the checklist manifesto, I think that having a planner is indication that, you know, it, it's it's vying for some control that's really not there. And I don't know why I feel so out of control. And I and I, I'm so comfortable in the in the lack of control. That taking control, having a planner, it's really a monumental move for me and really big and and, and it would mean a lot to me because it would mean that I I'm in control, that I'm some you know, I have some control and, and I would exercise that. And so like if things went wrong, part of that would be on me. And I'm so hard on myself. I am. I'm just so hard on myself that I don't really want to be like give myself more reason to be hard on myself, which I believe with a planner, if I was doing things and they didn't come out right, I would really be hard on myself, you know? <sighs> Whereas if I'm lackadaisical and whatever, I don't really you know, I can't really, I, I put things up to chance and I can't really blame myself if things go wrong or I don't really blame myself if things go wrong. And so um, that's a big part of it, to be honest. It is, it is. And, uh, you know, it really, it's really um, hard for me to, to say that because um, I don't know, it just is. <laughs> Okay, so I accidentally hit stop recording, but I'm a, I'm back. Okay, and I don't even think I don't think there's a major um, skip when that happens anyway. I probably didn't even need to say all that, but anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know what threw me into that tangent about socialism, but you know, as I do, um, yeah. I guess it's probably because. Um, you know, when I, I, I've been lazy, like I said, and, 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 you know, there's this inkling in my soul. There's this urge to like, you know, be productive, bitch, get the fuck up, get, get off the couch, you know, do shit, get off. And that's the little voice in my head that I think serves me. And I think people should have that little voice. And so, um, as much as I am a socialist, like I feel like there, we need to give some people, we need to give people reason to listen to that voice because it's really hard, you know, developing discipline, willpower, whatever, you know, and making that a focus in your life. It takes energy away from other things. It's an opportunity cost, you know, like you, you know, we not saying that somebody who works at McDonald's, whatever, but like, I mean, in my socialism, that I see as ideal, like you cannot do, you can like basically stay at home and make art and do whatever and make little 
lotions or not even that you can just watch Netflix all day and basically have your bases covered, you know, um, as far as basic, basic necessities, you know? And so, um, so that's my ideal situation, not like for me personally, but for like, you know, that's somebody who does nothing should just have, should, ha- should still, you know, be able to eat, etc. And so, um, to, to want to like, to be motivated to study, to be a doctor in this world, in this ideal world, like there, you know, there needs to be real incentive, you know, and this is like, um, probably like what that guy that I was talking to was saying, like, by the way, it's so hilarious to me that that was like my first one of my, well, not my first, but one of my first like conversations about like, um, individual political like viewpoint (laughs) is with this guy that's like, I don't want to be a socialist because I don't want to, you know, work to be a doctor to become a doctor and basically make the same amount as a McDonald's worker, which is so ridiculous, but that really sums up a lot of people's arguments against socialism, right? Um, and so that's what we're working with. And that's what I'm kind of working with in a crazy way, as much as like I'm like, ew, like who thinks that? You know, like I need to I need to be able to understand why that's wrong, right? Um, or whatever. And so, you know, I guess. I've been leaning on, I mean, I've been moving towards that argument more. I've been able to at least kind of see it clearlier, clearlier. <laughs> That's not a word. Um, since, since I've been low energy and I'm like, it's so hard to do anything, so hard to do school stuff, so hard to do any of this. And I'm like, what is even the point? You know, like, why would I work so hard to do any of this? And it's because, well, we don't live in a socialism environment. And if I don't, work really hard and if I don't try to get my shit together then I might fall on my ass and I don't want to be you know scrambling my whole life or scrambling for a major part of my life because I can't afford shit you know so it's really like money is the motivator and like why like that shouldn't be the thing but then if that wasn't the thing if money wasn't the motivator for people then where would they work from? What space would they work from within them? And it might be more beautiful and it might make people less grabby with like money and less greedy. I mean, grabby, I don't know, greedy, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to say. I think that's a difficult thing to kind of like, um, predict, hypothesize, prophetize. I I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I've been reading this book, amazing book called Checklist Manifesto. And I'm not even like, you know, I have this trouble with books. I have this thing where like, I'll read a book. I'm sure I've said this before, but I'll read a book like 75% of the way and then give up on it. And that's very typical. I think that's most of the books I've read. And I can't even say I've, you know, it's it's been a long time since I finished a whole book. I mean, the only books I finish are like really, really short ones. Um, And that's, my attention span but anyway and also i just like i'll i'll see another book that i want to read and so i have all these books that are like half read you know 50 60 70 read but i don't really finish them anyway checklist manifesto so you know i'm saying like the author writing to me you better put all the good shit in the first half of the book because otherwise <laughs> uh, it's quite possible it's not getting read um 
but so far chocolate's manifesto has been really good and it's uh i needed to hear a lot of it because um i struggle with planning and not you know not not anything other than because i hate planning something and then like having a day not going according to plan and that's like such a typical like whatever thing to say i think i've seen like dave franco now i'm like i don't know i'm reminded of dave franco maybe in i don't know what movie maybe 21 jump street i don't know but he was like saying like i'm such a perfectionist that if you know i'd rather not do something at all than do it wrong and like that sounds ridiculous but it's really that's uh that's really how it is sometimes and so what i what i mean is that I'll, I'll plan out a week, I'll plan out my days. And then even if it's a loose schedule, whatever things, you know, tend to not go perfectly according to plan. And then when that happens, I'm like, I kind of throw my hands up in the air. And I'm like, well, I should not have planned the day at all. What's the fucking point? I could have just lived off pure whimsy. And it would have been better than this shit. Because planning, you know, it takes energy and time. And so in the back of my head, I know that it's worth it. I know that, you know, planning my days out, at the end of the day, it might even save me some energy because I'm not, I don't have decision making burnout so bad. Like I just, you know, I make the decisions beforehand. And so I have less decisions to make throughout the day and whatever, you know? And so, I mean, there's that. And then another part of me just doesn't want to do it because I don't know, I just don't want it to become a lifestyle, something that I become dependent on. Um, and, you know, that's something that I'm I'm just always wary of that. Like, I, that's how I've avoided being addicted to anything or avoided being really, like, all-consumingly obsessed with anything, even though I do have an obsessive, addictive personality and I, you know, I experience emotions really intensely and all this other stuff. But the only reason I haven't been um, really, like, a victim of that <laughs> is because... I really am good at moderation, meaning like I don't be, I don't attach myself to anything for too long. You know, once something is, wow, that really sounds like commitment issues, right? But I don't, I don't think I have commitment issues because I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think it's an issue. I just think it's like a good way of moderating. It's like, I don't, you know, I'll, even if I have like a really good routine, and I've said this before, the only things I do consistently are, you know, I wake up, I drink water, I eat breakfast, and then I exercise. And I've been falling off the wagon on that. But I recognize that to not be a good thing. But anything else where like, I don't maintain a habit for too long, I consider it a good thing, a positive thing. Because I don't want to be stuck, you know, like, that's why people feel stuck is because they become dependent on their, their habits, their rituals, their routines that they do, and then they don't feel like they can live without certain things, you know, and I don't want to be like that with anything. I don't, I don't want to feel like I can't live without anything, you know, because really all you need is the basics, right? Um, but, you know, and then, and, then, and then thinking in that way makes everything feel like a gift. And, you know, it's just so much easier to access gratitude when things aren't happening like ritualistically for you and then you're not used to it, you know. So that's part of why I'm not into planning as a, as a habit, whatever. But now I'm starting to feel like I just need to do it because I have so much shit that I need to get done. Like actually so much shit that I need to get done. Um, that I mean it like from a, like a source of true meaning and ambition. Like I want to get these things done. You know, I want to get my degree. 
I, I want to keep going to work. I want to build the business, but th- there's, that's three things. You know, a lot of people just do one thing and they can't really handle it. And so for me, juggling three different things, even if, you know, I'm, I'm not working full-time, I'm working part-time. I am kind of going to school full-time and I want to do the business. It's like a lot to handle. And so it's just like a, another part of me is like, yeah, that might be my philosophy, but I need to just change my philosophy because I cannot be in a situation where I'm not planning things out and I don't write things down and I don't whatever. And I, and I'm expecting myself to, to like do all these things, you know, and I, and I, to be honest, I haven't been doing all these things. I've been putting my, my passion stuff aside. That's the business. Um, because it's so much, it takes so much time and energy to just do the, the necessities, which right now, you know, I, I can't, half-ass going to school that much I mean I do kind of half-ass it like you know but like and then even half-assing I feel kind of bad like I don't like well if I'm in school then why am I not you know pushing to get I mean I think I am gonna get A's B's A's and B's but like I'm not trying to be top scholar either I'm just trying to graduate with a fucking bachelor's degree and then at work it's like I'm not trying to be do the most as a as an employee. I'm just trying to be here and get my paycheck and like keep the peace, which is a lot. And you know, so it's kind of like I could be doing so much more with the planning and like if I was planning, but like it's that kind of thing that's holding me back from actually doing it is like uh I don't want to be tied down to a planner, etc. And so I'm reading this beautiful beautiful book called The Checklist Manifesto and it's like um a surgeon the author is a surgeon and he is really you know interested in the power of checklists and like checklists in the concept of like uh you know from everything from like his his profession of like medicine where he's you know seeing that things are getting way 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 specialized and so people are you know people are super specialists in their field of medicine and they kind of uh, forget or not even forget, but just kind of overlook the smaller things that really do make a difference. Like, you know, the first example in the book was how to, uh, like, uh, uh, something like a line, like, like reduce the rates of, um, line infections. And they just had this checklist implemented that like this public health guy came up with this really simple checklist and then he gave them to the nurses and the nurses like were to hold the doctors accountable. And then, you know, this is something that the doctor should be doing every time. And it's very basic, very simple. But, you know, apparently the doctors weren't doing it because after the the checklist situation uh, came about, the line infections went way down, you know. And so then now I'm at the point where he's like going, he like sees all this construction happening and they're building a building and he's like, how the fuck do they build this building? It's such a major project, such a huge project. And like, he goes and he like explores that and then you know there's like he learns a little bit about the history of like uh and like you know structural engineering and whatever and and then he's like wow like people who build buildings just basically like use major like use checklists like large checklists and then smaller checklists and checklists everywhere and checklists even to communicate with each other 
you know, because there's like, you know, all these subcontractors and all these smaller teams working on building a building. And so then, you know, they have checklists for to make sure that they're communicating correctly, a checklist to make sure that, you know, every little thing is, is covered. And so, you know, it's just basically like talking about what checklists can and can't do and all this other stuff, you know? And so, you know, now I'm reading this book and I'm like, you know, I, when I see the art and the beauty in something and I'm inspired by it, I will, I will readily commit. And that's why I feel like I don't have a commitment issue is because I just don't commit easily, you know? Um, and that doesn't, that's not to say that I have high standards. I don't, <laughs> I have very low standards for life and for myself. Like in my, me being my ideal self, I don't expect me to be like perfect every day. I, you know, I, 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 I see myself like smoking weed and like trying new things and making mistakes and stuff like that. But I see myself having some, like being able to access my shit, you know, which at this point I'm not, um, it seems I'm very fickle and it seems like I, you know, I don't really have a lot of control over, my own shit which is crazy and sad and whatever but it's not that crazy for a 22 year old you know um so I'm not so hard on myself but I there is pressure to get my shit together you know in the next couple years in the you know but by the time I'm 30 hopefully you know like meaning like I want to be able to be in control of when I'm I'm a free spirit and then when I'm you know, able to get my shit together. But then another part of me is like, well, if you're able to control it, then are you really even a free spirit? You know? So then I guess like there's that um, impractical desire to be a free spirit that, you know, her intuition just kind of leads her to doing the right thing all the time. But I guess that's not really realistic, is it? <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess the checklist manifesto is helping me realize that I need to keep a planner and that, a plan. you know, really it is very beautiful, but it's just annoying. And I, I would be very secretive about it. And I wouldn't want people to know that I kept a checklist because I don't know, there's just this, uh, <laughs> I don't know, there's just this thing in me where I'm like, I don't want to be the person with the planner and, you know, I don't want to seem anal retentive. Um, because I'm not because then you know I think that's the thing is people when I before when I was keeping like a not a checklist keeping a planner and like I was very dependable and I always showed up on time like I did go through a period like that people were like really <laughs> expecting a lot of me and it was way too much like you know I you know like when you're kind of the bum <laughs> not like I'm the bum but when you're kind of like the person who's like not you know like I people can text me and I won't text back for like three four days you know people don't expect a lot of me right now and I like that and I want to keep that energy because I don't want to like you know you know like if you have a friend that you know is going to be prepared for everything then you kind of relax and you don't really bring as much to the table anymore because your friends got everything covered like I'm not trying to be that fucking friend I'm not trying to be anybody's mom I'm not trying to be the mom friend I'm not trying to be none of that shit so if I did keep a planner it would be on the quick DL because I would not be like you know and that's just that's a part of me that I'm really I am that fully and I'm okay with that fully being selfish you know 
dead ass like I don't really like that's something I need no confirmation validation nothing from anybody is that like you know there's a lot of people who don't think it's okay to be selfish I think it is completely okay to be selfish and uh I'm cool with that part of myself um this I'm drinking this juice right now and uh I've been really into it and I think it's really incredible and it's like a fucking find a gem Seven. Okay. So I, okay. So I have this company, right? The fruit company that I don't fucking work on that I'm like struggling with and I'm struggling to find time and energy for because I barely have time and energy for school and work. In fact, I don't have energy for school and work. Like I'm slacking a lot on both of those things and yada, yada, yada. Um, fruition anyway, I think I had a point where I was like, oh, maybe I'll make juices too. This is when I was really in my like quick beginner's luck heyday. And I was like, oh my God, my fruit or dried fruit selling so well. Maybe I can just, you know, get a juicer, do some juice. Well, it's actually very hard to sell juice and in like the commercial, like, you know, if you're doing it legally, commercially, like valid, whatever, like it's very difficult. You actually have to be a retailer in order to sell some cold pressed juice. You can't, you know, like if you're a 7-Eleven, you can't be like uh buying buying cold pressed juice from a different company and then selling it in in the store you have to be the person you you're the retailer has to be the producer of the of the cold pressed juice so specific specifically cold pressed juice if you're if it's heat pasteurized juice like obviously you can find some mots you can find some martinelli's you know like heat pasteurized juice is easy but cold pressed juice for some reason it's like very difficult like um the retailer has to be the manufacturer. And so knowing that I was like in 7-Eleven and I see that they have 7-Eleven brand cold pressed juice. And I was like, whoa, like, and it's not that expensive, you know? And it's, it's amazing because it really is all the good shit, none of the bad shit. And it's at 7-Eleven, which is like, who would, who would have thunk, you know, 7-Eleven having like really something really like good and healthy. This shit is amazing. Y'all, they have three different ones. And this is not a sponsorship. I wish it was a sponsorship, but it's not. And it's just like it has only the good shit. So like the green one, it has like a ton of kale leaves. It has like a bunch of parsley. It has two whole apples, half a cucumber. I don't know how I remember this shit. Um, And like it has... Okay, as soon as I was like, oh, I I am so amazing. I remember it all. I like don't, I forgot the rest of it. But yeah, it has all of those things plus more and a whole lime. And like, you know, so it's like, cause you compress the juice down. You can fit a lot of veggies into a bottle, you know, it's like, and so the one I'm drinking right now, it's the red one. It has two whole tomatoes, one and a half beets, 12 strawberries half an apple 18 tart cherries and a whole lime like think how much time and like energy it would take to chew all of that and eat all of that i don't think you could eat all of that in one sitting you know but you can drink it and so it's amazing and it's really good it's like two for five dollars when they have a promotion and then otherwise i think it's three dollars a bottle but listen if you're trying to get on a health kick and you want to have something that like you can drink like basically it's like almost like a meal replacement if you think about it. I mean, you would probably need a supplement with some other stuff like some nuts and some other things. But like that's a lot of food 
really and a lot of healthy like shit it's just like fruits and veggies straight fruits and veggies like there's no sugar no nothing i mean there is sugar but all the sugar is from the fruit there's no added sugar you know so i've been really into it um and that's i think like when i have like kind of periods where i kind of fall back on the healthy stuff because i try to i try to like eat healthy generally and i try to exercise and that's not to say that like i don't indulge in other things but like you know i try to take care of my body and that's just probably because i don't think that would be the case if i wasn't like studying health or whatever but like i just feel like i need to do that because i can't trash my body i don't you know i just like as much as I, I'm a hedonist and I'm like, oh, life is for living and having fun and no discipline, whatever. That's just one thing where it's like, I feel like I need to take care of my body, period. It's just important. But, and I think this, this, let me, let me tell you something. Let me, this captures that. I was eating like the day before Thanksgiving, I was straight eating salads and whatever. I was basically fasting. And my boyfriend's like, this is so ridiculous. Like <laughs> you're fasting because you want to like, pig out on thanksgiving people be fasting to get closer to god fasting for you know like to build discipline whatever you're straight fasting because you want to get pig out and that's really um if i do anything good it's if i work hard it's really to play hard there's no other reason there's no there's nothing else that can convince me of anything like i'm a hedonist i'm all about living life to the fullest and so if i do something good for myself it's so that i can i can you know compensate some other way <laughs> I just realized that. I'm like, I'm doing all this. It's because I want to have a banging body so that I can fucking flex on bitches. Like, that's straight up what it is, you know? Um, and I think this is something only women will understand. When I say flex on bitches, I don't mean, like, flex on bitches. I don't mean, like, make anybody else feel bad, whatever. It just means, like, I want to look good. And that would stand, that point would stand regardless if anybody else existed on the earth or not, you know? You know? 